What's going on family? It's your brother Omar coming back at you with episode number three of the Boys Will Be Boys podcast. Now this episode is super special to me because today's actually my birthday. Well, not today yet, but I guess when you're hearing this or uh, watching this, it'll definitely be my birthday, August 24th. I'm so thankful to God for another year of life, another trip around the sun. Um, It's been a really good journey, man. I, I really must say that God has been good and um, my years on this earth have been enjoyable, much more enjoyable than not. And so um, this episode will be a little bit special to me, to be very honest with you. I will uh, share a few tidbits of wisdom and knowledge and things that I've gained uh, over the years. And so I just want to be able to share that with you all. And I hope that it's beneficial. I hope that it's edifying. I hope that it can save you from heartache and save you from confusion and some of the things that I kind of wrestled with throughout my years. I really hope that it can kind of give you some clarity around certain things and help you to avoid certain pitfalls and uh, help you to move forward. All right. And so this is my 10 things that I have learned throughout my learning All right, number one, you don't have to have everything figured out as a man. That is something that I have learned and I feel like I continue to learn throughout different stages of my life and in different areas of my life. One of the traps and the tricks that I think that our society um, tricks us into thinking is that, um, you know, a lot of people that are super successful have figured out almost every area and everything in their life. And I think that it can be so far from the truth. I would like to say that I'm definitely successful in some of the things that I've set out to achieve for myself. And the important thing that I have learned is that it's not what you gain from the goal achieved, but it's actually what you gain on the journey towards your goal, towards achieving your goal. I think that's what's the more important thing. I think that when we realize, you know, there's a saying that everyone says that you have to fall in love with the process, right? And not the destination. And I think it kind of ties into that where you have to really, really understand that you're never going to have everything figured out. Life is such a long journey. And that's another saying that I like to say. I always say it to the people that I talk to is that life is a very, very long journey. Although life is short, it's also a long journey. And we have a lot of time to make certain decisions, to learn certain things, to make certain mistakes and get back up and start trying again in a different way and with different strategies and with different things that we've learned. And so I just want to encourage anybody that might feel like you don't have anything figured out in your life. Um, you might be frustrated with where you are in your life right now. I just want to encourage you that you do not have to have it all figured out. Focus on one thing at a time if that's what you can handle at the moment and work at, work at mastering that one thing. And once you master that one thing, you will definitely feel a lot more confident and you'll feel that a lot of things, a lot more things will fall into place for you. And so, um, yeah, just an encouragement. That's number one. Number two, your value is not in what you can produce, but rather your value is embedded in who you are as a man. Our society is filled with a production consumerism type of, uh, you know, mindset. 
Uh, a lot of us are built as men to produce. And of course, we are meant to produce. Uh, we're not meant to sit on our butts all day and, and not do anything with our lives. Uh, but we are definitely meant to produce something. But I think that a lot of us as men find our identity in what we can produce. And that can be found maybe in identifying with your job, what you do for a career, uh, the business that you run, how successful your business is, um, and, and in so many other areas. Uh, but I think that it's so much more important to understand that our value doesn't come from those things. Because you can see that there are so many people that have attained success in achieving their goals and you know, achieving financial success. You know, I'm sure anybody would say that Jeff Bezos is successful probably in all rights, right? But he has a failed marriage, unfortunately. Bill Gates is also extremely financially successful and was very successful as a businessman. Um, but he also has a failed marriage. And so I think that it's important to realize that it's not what you can produce. It's not the production that you output into the world, into the society um, that provides you with value. Uh, but rather, what's more valuable and what carries more weight is the character, the content of your character. That alone will affect what you produce and the quality of what you produce, and in turn, will open doors for you and will, will allow a lot of people to see more value in you. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, looking at Jeff Bezos, he's amassed billion, uh, billions of dollars of wealth for himself yet still there's a stain of a failed marriage on his record. And so I think that it's very important that as men, we focus not on just what we can produce. Again, I'm a caveat. I'm not saying that as men, we shouldn't produce. I'm not telling you to be a lazy man. I'm not telling you not to provide for your family or not to you know work for yourself and build a life for yourself. But what I am saying is that that should not be the only focus and we shouldn't find value in what we can do and the work that we do but rather in who we are as men. Lesson number three, sacrifice today in order to receive glory tomorrow. The delayed gratification is probably the eighth wonder of the world. If you can discipline yourself to delay your gratification, to delay rewarding yourself uh, in almost any area of your life, you will see success in that area. Um, you know, one thing for me is uh, financially, I can definitely say that financially, I uh, I'm able to sacrifice for today in order to receive glory tomorrow, and it's funny that my wife and I are, are, are seeing some of the fruits of that in this season of our lives, and um, you know I really thank God, and I thank my dad as well for even teaching me and how to be disciplined financially. You know I have definitely made some financial mistakes along the way. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and that my finances are. Uh, completely in order and you know but I'm definitely a lot farther um, now than where I thought I'd be at this stage of my life and I'm really really thanking God for that and it just comes with the delayed gratification really just understanding that you got to save your money um, in order to invest for the future and I think that that applies to anything any area of our lives right now to be very transparent with you uh, an area of that that I'm actually even wrestling with that is uh, in my physical health. Uh, you know, I'm, I've gained so much weight over the pandemic, and I'm sure a lot of other people have as well, but I'm really, really working to uh, discipline myself in the area of food. I'm trying not to eat as much fast food and chocolate. I'm a sucker for chocolate. And, um, you know, it's working. I've actually lost about 10 pounds within this past week. 
And it's interesting because I haven't seen this result, yet I started watching what I've been eating for about a month now, and even more, to be very honest with you. But I've cut down my portion sizes and I've watched what I'm eating for probably close to maybe even two or three months. But it's just now that I'm seeing the result of what I've started. And so uh, I guess that's a good point to say that delayed gratification uh, and sacrifice today will lead to glory tomorrow. And so I encourage any man out there, and even if you're a woman listening to this, um, if you feel as though you've worked hard and you know uh, you, you have goals that you want to achieve, sacrifice today. And tomorrow you'll thank yourself. You'll thank your past self for making that sacrifice that you made for the glory that you'll be enjoying that day. Lesson number four, opportunities never last forever. If it's a good opportunity and it's in line with what you have for your life and you're prepared for it, take advantage of it while it's on the table. It's so important to take advantage of opportunities. That's one lesson that I've definitely learned um, throughout my, I would say my 20s is that opportunities will come and you gotta be prepared for them. And that's one thing that I definitely, definitely am thankful that I was able to learn and I'm still learning as well. I think it's very important that as men, we understand that uh, we ought to take risks. Uh, Life is about taking risks. One thing that I had to learn because I was definitely not a risk taker. Um, You know, I was very much so the person that would be very, very conservative with everything I do. Um, so much so to my detriment. And I think that I've kind of broken out of that. And now I'm a lot more of a risk taker, especially, um, you know, just to kind of bring context to it financially. Uh, I've made a certain moves financially without these past couple of years that have really set um, myself and my family up uh, for financial success for the future. And so uh, I can see the fruit of that taking opportunities. Not only that, but also trying something new. Uh, in order to prepare yourself for the opportunities that might come in the future. Uh, There's one thing that I used to hate doing and was trying trying new things. I was always the one that was very comfortable in what I know and staying in that place. And that is the um, number one thing to do in order not to grow. (laughs) If you do want to grow, you must always be out of your comfort zone. You must be doing something that you don't know what to do, that you're not an expert in, uh, going somewhere that you've never been before. And I think that's so important and so key to making sure that we are growing and making sure that we're taking advantage of opportunities that will come in our life. An example of that in my life can be videography. I never imagined myself getting into videos, you know, looking at this camera and even doing YouTube or podcasts. I've never thought of myself doing any of this, but... As life has gone on, I've taken on the challenge of, um, you know, learning videography and shout out to Focus, um, you know, Manual Focus. That's my guy. Uh, he's the one that really, really helped me in that area and kind of gave me a good kickstart uh, on my journey to learning videography. And, um, you know, uh, learning that skill has really opened some doors for me. Uh, it's provided financially for me and sometimes and, you know, it's really been a blessing to my life. And if I didn't have this skill, if I didn't was if I wasn't open to learning this new thing in my life, then I wouldn't have been able to take advantage of certain opportunities and even meeting certain people and, and, and being able to connect with certain people. So definitely learn a skill. If there's something out there that you've you know been interested in trying, um, but you're just kind of scared because you're like, ah, you know what, I feel like I won't be good at it or anything like that, trust me. Go for it and make the judgment later, all right? 
it's, it's, it's often that if it's something that you're interested in and you have a passion, or might not have a passion for, but you have an interest in, and you try it, it's very likely that you'll end up liking it. And if not, then you can make the decision not to continue. Life is full of decisions and no one will judge you for making those decisions for yourself. But definitely take advantage of the windows of opportunity that come into your life and you, will, you won't regret it. Lesson number five, take responsibility for your own life. This is something that I always believed in and I think it's just reinforced the older and more mature and the more responsibility that I take on in my life. You must take responsibility for yourself. There's nobody in this life that can ever save you. And that's one thing that I also preach in this household. You know, my wife and I talk about that all the time. We all, we both believe in that type of philosophy where you must uh, take, take um, responsibility for yourself. Uh, no one can, can go to work for you. No one can build a business for you. No one can go to school and, and get an education for you. No one can learn a new skill for you. You have to be willing to do the work and invest in yourself and invest the time, the energy, the effort uh, into yourself for your future self. Um, you know, that's something that I really, really am thankful that it's a, it's a mindset and mentality that my father instilled in me. You know, coming all the way from Jamaica to Canada, moving over here with nothing and, you know, married with a child and just having to go out and get it. Like, you can't make excuses. You can't say that, oh, like, I need help from this person or that person or this person's not helping me. And, you know, uh, woe is me. Like, I, I don't understand that mindset. That mindset doesn't compute with me. I never make excuses. I always do my best to work hard and make um, make something of myself. And so I really thank God for that uh, mindset. And that's something that I've taken with me and will continue to teach my kids. And, you know, anyone else that comes in contact with me, I'll always encourage you to take responsibility for your own life because no one else can do it for you. The own, and, and even people that try to help others, uh, you find that it's hard to help people when they don't want to help themselves. It's impossible, rather. It's impossible to help people when they don't want to help themselves. You can only ever help people that are already on their own journey to their own growth path. Lesson number six, your immediate family always comes first. And when I say immediate family, I'm talking to husbands. When you have a wife, children to take care of, it, they are your responsibility. They are no one else's. And so I want to encourage you, take responsibility. Just, just the same way you take responsibility for your own life, Take responsibility for your family. That is your number one priority, your number one ministry. If you don't take care of them, who else will? It's your responsibility. It's our responsibility as husbands and as fathers to make sure that we are adequately covering our families and making sure that we are making the sacrifices necessary, putting in the work and the effort, the energy, the time, uh, you know, the sacrifice to make sure that our, our wife feels complete, that she feels emotionally taken care of, that she feels physically taken care of, that she feels financially provided for, um, you know, making sure our children feel emotionally secure, making sure that they feel that they are uh, well supported and, 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 you know, that they have a good support system in their father and their parents. And I think it's really important as men, uh, something that I'm learning and that, you know, my, I've seen my father do and I'm really trying to pass that on and carry that on into the next generation to make sure that as a, as a man, as a husband, as a father, that my family does not go for want and that there is nothing that they will ask me. 
that I won't be able to do for them as long as God helps me. Lesson number seven. As a man, we are naturally leaders, leaders of our families, leaders in church, leaders in our communities. And it's so important to recognize when not to waste your time helping other people that don't want to be helped. And I know this kind of ties into the previous point, but I want to kind of belabor this a little bit more. I have made the mistake in past of taking my time, taking my effort, taking my emotions and trying to support other people who didn't really want to be helped, but rather wanted attention and who wanted to be coddled and who wanted pity. I really don't believe in pity parties. I really don't believe in coddling people who don't want to move forward. I do understand, however, that you must be compassionate towards people. You must be empathic towards people and understand that everyone needs uh, a time to cry. But there's one thing that my father always said to me, and he said that it's okay to cry in life just as long as you get back up and keep crying while moving forward. You should never sit down and not move from your current situation. And as a leader, as someone that is in a position to help others, what you will find yourself in as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a community, as a community leader, church leader, whoever, you can never help people who don't want to help themselves. Only step and help along and invest in the people who are willing and are already putting in the work to better their own situation, to recover and to heal from things that they have been through. Even God himself does not force himself in order for people to go and move forward from the situations. What makes you think that as a human being, you can make people want to grow? Numero wheat. Listen to your wife. As a man, as a husband, we are called to lead our homes. Yes. However, our wives are also called to lead with us as partners. And so it's so important that we take the time to listen to our wives. My wife has been such a blessing to me. There's a joke, an inside joke that I have with her. And to be honest, it might sound a little blasphemous. I don't really care because God knows my heart. But I call her my personal Holy Spirit. And the reason why I call her that is because she is my helper. In scripture, Eve was called Adam's helper. And so my wife, Phoebe, is my helper. She has helped me so much in so many different ways, in encouragement, in wisdom, uh, in insight, in foresight. There's so many things that I bounce off her that I'm able to kind of, you know, we're kind of, sh we're able to share ideas and I can get clarity on different things. That only comes because I really value my wife's opinion. I value her wisdom. I value her, uh, her viewpoints, her perspectives. And so as a husband, I take the time to make sure to include her in the leadership process in our home and in our family. There's a lot of men out there who might not feel like you need to listen to your wife or you might feel like because the responsibility is on you to lead your home that you shouldn't value your wife's opinion or your wife's opinion um, doesn't matter as much as yours. On the contrary, there are some times where your wife's opinion might matter even more than yours because you're wrong. <laughs> but however, there are also times, however, there are also times where you as a man will have to kind of take the lead on certain things. That's understandable. The point I'm trying to make is that your wife is there to help you. If you can't value your wife's opinion, if you can't value your wife's suggestions, then why did you marry her in the first place? Listen to your wife. 
Number nine. People will forget what you did for them. They'll forget what you said to them. They'll even forget what you did for them. But they'll never forget how you made them feel. Consider your own life. Think about people in your life that have impacted you. Sometimes not even by what they said, something they did. There sometimes there's no specific memory or no particular memory of something that they did or said or anything like that. But just because of the way that they made you feel, maybe they affirmed you with something they you know said. Maybe they gave you an affirmation. Maybe they were with you in a time, a trying time in your life. Maybe they stood by you when people were slandering you. These are the people that you you need to be like for others as well, because there'll be there'll be a time. There was a time in your life, and there will always be a time in your life where you'll need someone to lift you up, where you'll need someone to hold you up and to love you and to be with you in trying times. And so it's always important to be that for someone else too. The golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated. And lastly, lesson number 10, God's ways are above our ways. The faster I learned that and the faster I surrendered my life and my will and my purpose and everything that I have to God, was the better and easier my life got. Now, I'm not saying that things in my life got easier, but things in my life got easier to handle because I wasn't handling it myself. I now placed my trust in God, and He helped me through every single stage of my life, and is helping me today, and I know He will help me tomorrow with anything that I have to face. And so, that's a huge one for me. God is the center of my life, and He's the reason why I am, I am the way I am today. Um, you know, it's it's him that I attribute my beautiful marriage to and, you know, my my handsome, wonderful, gorgeous son. And I'm so thankful for everything he's done in my life. You know, the jobs that I work, um, the place that I live, it's all because of God. And I'm so thankful and grateful to God and how he's worked in my life. And um, I know that without him, nothing would be possible that I have been able to accomplish because, trust me, there's been a lot of work that's been done on this guy right here. So uh, I really, really am so thankful to God and I really attribute everything that I have, everything that I've done, um, you know, to him. And so I would encourage you that if you don't know God or if you're struggling with the idea of trusting God as a man and kind of surrendering your responsibility and things that you have to um, accomplish and goals that you want, run them by God. And if it's his will for your life, you better believe that he'll help you to accomplish that. But if it's not his will, it might be a sticky situation for you. And so that can be found out once you surrender your life, your heart, and your will to God. I lied. Number 10 wasn't last. I got a bonus round. <laughs> the last lesson I want to leave with you today, and I would be remiss if I left this out, is the best decision I have ever made in my entire life is giving my life to Jesus. Now you might say, okay, you just talked about this in the 10th one, but I wanna be very specific. Giving my life to Jesus and surrendering my life to Jesus and trusting him that he died on the cross for my sins and that I can trust him for salvation and also not just to be my savior, but to also be my Lord, unmatched. Because that means that on this earth, while I'm here, as he's my Lord, as I surrender my life to him and surrender all that I do to him, he takes care of me. He takes care of me spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, in every 
other area of my life because he is all sufficient. Not only am I taken care of here on earth, but this earth is going to pass away one day. There's going to come a day that God will come and this earth will be no more. And I can be sure because I've surrendered my life to Jesus, that even my future is secure in heaven because not of myself, but my faith is in Jesus. And so I encourage you, if you have heard the gospel of Jesus, if you know of Jesus, if you know that Jesus Christ died for your sins and that he rose again and that he has victory over sin and that you've given your life to him or you've been wrestling with that idea and that concept, trust me, make the plunge. Give your life to Jesus and you will never regret it. Life won't be easy, but you'll have someone to walk through, to guide you all the way. That's it. Those are my, I was about to say 10, I should say 11 life tips, uh, words of wisdom, words of advice, whatever you want to call them, things that I have learned throughout my 31 years of life. 31 years, my goodness. Anyways, I'm thankful because there's many other young black men that have not seen the age of 31. And so I'm so thankful to be here. So thankful to be making this podcast. I'm so thankful that you've made it to the end of this episode. God bless you. And I really, really thank you for your support. And again, uh, I'm trying to build a community of men uh, that can be accountable to each other, that can, um, you know, build one another, that can uh, cheer on one another, that can, you know, we can be a shoulder to cry on for each other as well. So if you're interested in joining the community, please send an email to boyswillbeboyspod at gmail.com. I'm so excited to hear from you. Also, let me know on YouTube comments if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on Spotify. Let me know how this impacted you. Let me know what stood out to you. If there's anything in particular that really, really resonated with you. Let me know. Send me an email. Hit me up on Instagram also at uh, bwbbpodcast. And uh, let me know. Let me know how, uh, you know, this podcast is impacting you, if it is at all. I'm so thankful for you. God bless you. And I'll see you in episode number four. Peace.